Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, gamers, geezers, geeks. It's fast food films. And our fast food film fanatic, who's a complete fiend when it comes to feeding on food, that's fast. It's Keith. Say hello, Keith. <laughs> not anymore. I'm not. My wife won't make me go near it. Hello. Um, yes, we've got we've got probably the fastest, most fast food movie <laughs> of all time. I think it's certainly a contender. This one, it yes. certainly is a contender. This so week, do you want do you do you want to do the? I'm going to do the one? intro. I always do the intro, and then I'll let you go and run with it. So this week we'll be talking about the 1997 film starring Nicolas Cage, Con Air. A newly paroled ex-con and his former U.S. Ranger, uh, former and former U.S. Ranger Cameron Poe finds himself trapped on a prisoner transport plane when the plane is seized by the other prisoners. Yeah, that that. But it, it yeah, I mean, the, the, to be fair, this one was suggested by your brothers. Um, where are they? Um, where are they? This, uh, yeah, where are this was this was suggested by your brothers. Um, and I watched it again recently, like yesterday. Um, and oh my god, is it a fast food film? I, I, seriously, the ending to this film is so fucking cheesy. I think it could. No, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hold on. Hold for on. Hold on. For a year. There's the ending, and then there's the other ending that they tacked on towards the end, which was just like, oh yeah, just you, you go. Yeah. You've got the bit where it's kind of like it ends a bit, you know, where they're in the sort of like we've got police and everything. It feels a bit like Die Hard, and then and then you see the sneaky, dastardly John Malkovich character on the back of a fire truck, and that's off down again. And that whole last eight minutes is a bit lame, but it's it it it. You kind of have to downgrade your brain to about four gig of RAM to watch this because. Um, Seriously, if you think too much on this one, you aren't going to enjoy it. Um, uh, but if you don't think, it's actually a pretty good film. I mean, it is Nicolas Cage at his most Nicolas Cage-like doing a really bad Southern American accent from, from Alabama. I mean, it's really bad. He plays the character a bit dumb-like. Um but then you know you have the real cheesy action shots with explosions behind him and walking in, you know, real typical Hollywood stereotypical action figure kind of thing. But the, the interesting thing is that that um he did all his own stunts in this movie and he apparently developed his own character or was set heavily involved in developing his own character. So it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely definitely a fast fast food movie this. Without a shadow of a doubt. Anyway, I, where do we start? Shall I lay down the, the, the usual of the... This film was made for $75 uh, million. It had a budget. Um, and it grossed at the uh, box office, worldwide box office, $246 million. Which is okay, uh, but not like Independence Day or even The Rock level kind of um income but it's, it's not too bad but uh, i think it's kind of since the cinema had found its following a bit because there are some hidden moments in this film that are brilliant i mean it's got some great great quotes um yeah uh there's a, um, there's a 
I think we should cool. just describe the film because it's it's yeah you're right it's a weird one because you've got you've got Nicholas Cage's character Cameron Poe starts off at the beginning of of the film gets caught in a bar fight and accidentally kills someone uh, yeah. and because he was a soldier he was considered a bit more responsible so it wasn't that uh, it was considered worse than it probably would be for a normal kind of civvy. Uh, then he gets sent to prison, and he's just about to get his ass out, and uh, he's getting transported to to be be released, along with everybody else, including Cyrus the Virus, Pinball Jake, by played by Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, yeah, I was going to come to him, a psychopath played by Steve Buscemi, that they're all scared of. Um, yeah. And then some interesting the plank... stuff around his character as well, which we'll go into. And then naturally, the plane gets hijacked by by Cyrus the virus. They take it over. Um, and they have a few hijinks as they're trying to get the whole thing sorted. And then you've got um, oh, what's his mush? He was in John Cusack. That's it. You got John Cusack is playing Vince Larkin, and Vince Larkin is trying to chase down and, and apprehend the criminals um which which is good uh, and entertaining and then it's the question is is can nicholas cage stop the hijacking get out of jail without you know imposing any more charges or, or anything like that and save people so yeah it's uh it's, it's a good film well, you ki- he kills a couple of people but they kind of deserve it i mean it, it's one of one, one, one of the, the great lines in it is when he's in when he's in the plane and uh, he's he's downstairs. There's something lying around that basically says that he's about to be paroled, and he doesn't want all the crooks to believe that. And there's this one you know bad guy that finds this, and and uh, he, he's got he's got the bunny and the letter. <laughs> this bunny that that that. Cameron Poe, by the way, Nicholas Cage has some fucking great names in all these movies. We, you know, we had uh, what was it, uh, Stanley Goodspeed last week. Cameron Poe, they're, they're just fucking awesome names. Um, but anyway, Ca- Cameron says, "Put the bunny back in the box." <laughs> he manages to deliver that line, and then the guy doesn't put the bunny back, and he can replace it. Put the bunny back in the box. Doesn't I, I, put the bunny back in the box. So he kills the bloke, and then in true 007 fashion, he goes, should have put the bunny back in the box. Should <laughs> have put the bunny giggle. <laughs> Although then John, later on, John, John Makovich, how he, I wonder how many takes it took to deliver this one, but one of my favorite lines is, make a move and the bunny gets it. Hang on a second. Let's I, just, can't, just, I can't even deliver that line. Let's, uh, let's just, just, just watch the bunny scene. I was with you. You've been playing us all along. You were freaking I said, put the bunny back in the box. Terrible accent. <laughs> I'll leave it there. <laughs> you have to watch the film. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's quite a good action scene because they... they they run at each other, and and yeah, I mean, obviously, being the Nick Cage movie, spoiler, he doesn't die, um, and then um, he delivers he delivers the the sort of cheesy line afterwards. I, I do um, find it funny, but it's great. He, does doesn't he uh, write a message on the guy's uh, top and then drop him out of the plane onto the no, guy? That's, that's, that, 
I th- that was Dave Chappelle's character. That was Pinball. Because Pinball gets... Because they land and refuel the plane, plane and get rid of um, the guards um, and take on a few more prisoners. Um, and Pinball is is left in um, a hangar and then he, he realises the plane's leaving without him because they've cottoned on that the, the crooks have taken over the plane and he gets caught up in the wheel and then they um, they catch him. And at that point, yes, he gets dropped on Don S. Davis's car who makes a cameo in this film who was uh, Stargate SG-1's General Hammond who was, uh, by all accounts, a really nice guy. And another one that died during uh, making of a, um, a series. He died in the end of season seven, I think, because they then brought in Bow Bridges, didn't they, to replace him in Stargate if you want. Yes. Um, um, but, uh, yes, so, um, yeah, no, yeah, Dave hang Chappelle. On, hang on a second. This, <laughs> oh, I love this. Sorry. Oh, boy. You see that? See? Every time I get away, I get 10 feet from the car wash, and then, pow, bird shit. Well, it's supposed to be good luck. Told my wife that. It's <laughs> Dave Chappelle. But if Dave Chappelle lands on your car, it's supposed to be good luck. <laughs> nice. I love the way you went overboard with that. They <laughs> just had to. Oh, totally. <laughs> Everything in this movie is overboard. <laughs> Apparently, Dave Chappelle weighs a few, a few pounds. <laughs> Um, interesting fact about Dave Chappelle is that he ad libbed almost all of his lines in this film. That that he didn't have a have a script per se. That most of his lines are, are ad libbed, which uh, you know just goes. So I love Dave Chappelle. I am a Dave Chappelle fan. Um, uh, his, his recent Netflix uh, special was amazing, and I love the fact that so many people are bitching and moaning about it because <laughs> it's so non PC. It's brilliant. Um, and uh, if you want an interesting take on, I'm not going to go into this much, but with current events, he's recently done a 22-minute stand-up on YouTube. Well worth a watch. It's, it's yes. He really okay. does put these fucking idiot white pe- celebrities in their place, and it's brilliant. In only the white oh, celebrity. Hey, awesome. Oh, he puts everybody... He puts them in their place, but it's it's fantastic. Um, in only in a, in a way only Dave Chappelle can do, and it, it, it it's well worth a watch. Um, but anyway, we're not going to go into that. Um, but yes, so shall I lay some facts on you about this film because I've got one here. Do you know who this was directed by? Oh crikey! It wasn't it wasn't Michael Bay. No, it was directed by a guy called Simon West, right? Now, Simon West <laughs> has one other thing in his, uh, um, or this was his first movie, but before that, he used to direct music videos. Want to guess what he directed? Uh, oh, you're kidding. <laughs> Never going to give you up. <laughs> I am absolutely not joking. And Gareth, just for you. <laughs> but it was true, though, wasn't it? <laughs> it is absolutely true. He directed Rick Astley's 
Never going to give it up music video. <laughs> this is absolutely true. Which, when I found that fact, I was like, I get to Rick Roll Carol. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... <laughs> um, but it's absolutely true. He directed a few other things. It's interesting. He also directed Expendables 2. I love the Expendables series. I know we're going to have to do one of the Expendables movies at one point because um, it is a fast food movie, but it, it's the I love them. Um, he also directed the original first Tomb Raider movie. Um, he did the first Tomb Raider movie. He, he did, and he did something else that you might remember before. Again, before getting into movies, he also did adverts, and one of them was the Budweiser. Budweiser. Yes. Okay. The Budweiser frogs. Do you remember Budweiser? Yeah, I thought it was going to be the one when he said. No, Budweiser. it wasn't that one. That's the that first was, Budweiser that I reached for. I'll be honest with you. They they were the the more successful ones, and they were after the frogs ones. But there was a few frog ones, and he did. Uh, I think he did the first or the second frog one as well. Um, but uh, he, yes, he, he he's. His real fame is 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 never going to give it up, which I just love. I love the fact that he directed that. Thing is, right, Rick Astley's made a bit of a comeback recently, and he, you know, he was certainly last year he was doing a lot of talk shows and stuff. He's quite a nice bloke, Rick Astley. <laughs> and and the reason he's he gave recent... it up was he's an army. Yeah, that's, but he's. I mean, cool. he's back again, and and his last album was pretty good. Did quite well. Um. But yes, you know, you're right. He is a normie, but he comes across that way as well. He's not too full of himself, which I which I love. Um, yes, so so we've we've gone through sort of most of my f- uh, funny qu- quotes. I still love um, John Malkovich's, you know, make them <laughs> make a move, and the bunny gets it. I love that line. But I've got a few other facts for you. So, um, uh, Cusack, who was in this, John Cusack hates this film. Did you know that? Really cannot. No this film um and has admitted on more than one occasion that he was just there to uh collect a paycheck really doesn't like this film and apparently malkovich wasn't has never said he hates the film but he wasn't altogether very happy on set because they kept changing the script literally every day and he he's he's been quoted as saying he didn't know how his character was going to turn out I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, John Malkovich, he hammed this pretty well, but I like John Malkovich, um, and he's, he's, he's again, he's got some lines in that movie that only John um, Malkovich can deliver, and I think he's pretty good as the bad guy. Um, interesting, to, in the sort of second ending to this film, you know how he ends up on that sort of like conveyor belt, and he falls off the conveyor belt, and then yeah. it ends up under, under you know, again, in true sort of hammy uh, style. He ends up with one of those compressors. If you look at how, when the body comes over the um, the uh, conveyor belt, it, 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 it's basically completely reversed on how it falls down. And he's like face down. <laughs> but then the next scene is him lying <laughs> With his head just so, and he, and he, and he, and but by the way, he he's there for at least ten to fifteen seconds. Why this thing is like, you know, trotted up before it drops on his face? Why why didn't he just as like, you know, move, move move his head? But no, he gets his head literally caved in by 
the very conveniently pressed uh, uh, sort of crusher thing. Um, so yes, uh, that's 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 John Malkovich's stuff. Um, you mentioned uh, Steve Buscemi, another actor who I really really like. Steve Buscemi's character is is a nom is a homage to to Hannibal. It has to be. I mean, the guy when you when you first see him turning up, he has that fucking mask on and everything. He's a bit nuts. You get the scene with the little girl, and then at the end he escapes. and And I'm 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 sure that was kind of like a hidden sort of nod towards Hannibal Lecter. Uh, I, I couldn't find anything to to um, say whether that's true or not, but it certainly bloody well feels like it. So that scene at the end when he's in the um, in the casino and he's getting lucky and there's slightly sinister music playing, very much like you know Hannibal getting away it at the end wasn't of science. Slightly Land. sinister music. It was Sweet Home Alabama, if I remember correctly. No, Sweet Home Sweet Home Alabama kicks in after that, and the reason that Sweet Home because Sweet Home Alabama is used twice. Which is not which I was going to come on to because uh, I, I, there's another reason why I think you like this movie because you bloody like Sweet Home Alabama, which is an awesome well, track. It's it's because it's, it's a personal thing. It's a lot of us got drunk yes. and watched that film, uh, and yes. that, that tune just kind of stuck, and it was just a reminder of that really good day that we all had together. I love Sweet Home Alabama. We 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 played it a lot. We we were playing it a lot as well. Um, yeah, but uh, interestingly. <laughs> When they win the plane, uh, Sweet Home Alabama is playing in the background. And Steve Buscemi's character says, define irony, a bunch of idiots dancing around on a plane to a song made while Sweet uh, while a fam famous by a band that died in a plane crash. This <laughs> is a very good line. And unfortunately, very, very true. Leonard Skinner, uh, uh, several members yeah, of Leonard Skinner, Skinner who were... Uh, died on a plane crash in on October the twentieth, nineteen seventy-seven. Which, um, but the line's quite a good one, and again delivered by Steve Buscemi, who I think is brilliant in this film. Um, I, I love him. I love him in everything. It doesn't matter how bad the film is. I just I like Steve Buscemi. Um, did you know that uh, Simon West wanted to make a sequel? And as I said, I, I alluded to earlier, it made money, but it didn't. It was kind of on the cusp of whether you wanted to make a sequel or not. Now, I can't. I don't know how turning the cheek Simon West was being when he was asked this question, but he wanted to make a sequel, and the sequel was going to be set in space. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's what he responded with. <laughs> he said he wanted Conair. In space, isn't that that film with um, Mike Pierce, that fortress kind of one? That was like a ripoff of Escape from New York. I don't think I've ever seen that, but uh, he this this is what he responded. That's about a load of prisoners um, trying to escape in space. Actually, I yeah, this is what he was. But interestingly, although John Cusack said he's hated the film, he's also agreed to return to a, to, to make a sequel. Um, again, blatantly collecting a paycheck. But, you know, I, again, John Cusack was pretty good in this film. Um, several people died making the film, in, including one guy in special effects, um, uh, which is uh, it's a shame. There is, a, I believe, a tribute in the end credits to them as well. So, yes, that was... Uh, 
that was an interesting thing. Did you know that even though this is the most cheesy of cheesy bloody films, um, it was nominated for two Oscars? Two, two yeah. Oscars? It got nominated for two Oscars. It got nominated for Best Sound and Mix, uh, Sound Mixing, and Best Original Song for the Liam Rhymes song at the end, which wasn't sung by her. It was a cover. Um <laughs> It also got nominated for a Razzie for worst original song. <laughs> and it won a Razzie, a Razzie uh, for, for, this is what, worst reckless disregard for human life and public property. Okay. Because, because part of the reason why it won a Razzie is the casino that you see the plane crashing into on in Las Vegas was a real casino. And they really did trash it. <laughs> and in actual fact, when the plane is crashing down the strip, I believe a good deal of that is uh, is is practical effects. It's not like models. It was genuinely a plane racing down the strip. Uh, uh, I imagine it was the hull of a plane on some wheels racing down a strip. That's it just, was, that, yes. You know, that reminds me of... Remember, I can't... I don't know which of the Fast and Furious films it was in because there's so bloody many of them. The one where they're dragging the bank vault behind them. That's Do you remember that the, one? That, that I think is don't the worry first about what, one what film it was. Kind of Do you it? Yes, I, of course I remember it. Yes, it was in Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. Do you know that that was a car? What? The safe? The safe was a car. It's a car with a safe Did on top of it. And the stunt driver had like the narrowest of narrow slits to look through as he was driving. <laughs> no, I did not know that. I did not know that. Interestingly, that was the movie that kind of rebooted the Fast and Furious franchise and kind of turned it into a more of a, uh, a heist style movie thing. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I love the Fast and Furious movies. I can't wait for the next one. Again, um, I think that is a so that one is probably a contender for, funny enough, the fast food movies um, because it, it 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 arguably is what it's practically is McDonald's. What is fast and Furious. It's yes, when it comes it is, to fast food yeah. films, it's practically McDonald's. It's that ubiquitous. Oh, yeah. There's so many of them. Yeah, and, you could do all of them, like, but that. But let's get back. To, let's get back to Conair because uh, you had some. You had some. You had some fun bits in it where you had the fact that uh, oh, what was his name? John Cusack's character was sleeping with the, the the head of department's wife, if I remember correctly, and they were going through a divorce. Do you remember that? Uh, and she yes, was from Baywatch, if I remember too, too. <laughs> Yes, yes, that is hinted at. Uh, but isn't there... Um, and then there's, no, I'm getting to a point. And the point is that he stole his car to drive to the airport and then it snagged behind the plane and they dragged the pl it behind the plane. And that looked like a practical effect, but they were dragging a uh, a car there behind the plane. And that was yeah, quite bad. That was Colin... Uh, Col Colin uh, what's his no, it wasn't Colin Meany. It was another character, older fella. No, no, the car belonged to Colin Meany. That was his car. So his uh, car. The car, yeah, the car that gets dropped is Colin Meany's character because he plays like the the head of the DEA, doesn't he? Um, and he takes over and then tries to shoot down the thing, and it, it, and and him and Kusak kind of 
constantly sort of come up against each other. And there's a bit where they're both in Apache helicopters chasing down the plane over Vegas and Colin Meenham's character's blowing the shit out of it and Kusat's going, stop, 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 because, you know, Cameron Poe um, is, um, is you know, try, trying to attempt to take, take over the plane and is in the cockpit, but Colin Meenham's character, because he's pissed off about his car. But yes, it's Colin Meenham's car that gets trashed because... Um, John Cusack steals it to get to the airfield where they are um, meant to be landing um, to meet um, uh, this uh, sort of drug lords, which the Colombian narcos character. But again, brilliant fucking line there because the Colombian narco, um, unbeknownst to them, has double crossed them because. Colombian narco, and has and has a jet jet hidden in one of the things, and he climbs aboard the jet. Um, but unfortunately, he comes up against Cameron Poe, who's sort of like um, chains the plane down and everything, and basically manages to trash the plane. Um, so unfortunately, the Colombian narco doesn't get away, and uh, he's he he's doused in petrol, and he walks up to uh, Cyrus the virus, and. <laughs> This is a brilliant line. And 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 you can see Cyrus of Virus isn't all to do they're happy with him. And and he tries to plead for his life and he goes sigh like that. And Malkovich just turns around with a match, flicks it, and goes, Anara. <laughs> and this guy gets fucking me. Fucking brilliant line. <laughs> He's like, sigh. And this John Malkovich cuts Malkovich flicking a match, going, Anara. <laughs> It's, it's, I, I prefer the line where he breaks into the uh, hangar where the plane is being held and the guy goes to shoot him and he turns around and he says, if you fire that gun, they're going to be like 12 angry prisoners after you. So he puts a silencer on that and he goes, hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good one as well. Yeah, so I've, I've forgotten that bit. That was that was just before it, yeah. Um, but then you've got, because that's when the car then gets, you know, um, sort of picked up by the, the 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 hook on the plane and 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 taken into the air and absolutely trashed, and and Colin uh, Meenham turns up just in time to see his car fall down <laughs> and get completely fucked. Um, so uh, yes, there's the, there's that one. A uh, few more few more facts. Um, Nicholas Cage. Going back to it, um, personally, I think Nicholas Cage is better as the. The, the the geeky um kind of action hero um mm. but he did all his own stunts in this movie to prove that he was you know a bona fide action hero and he, he did pretty well there was some quite sort of you know dangerous stunts in this but yeah this is the bit where they hook the car that <laughs> goes the car and it yes, almost that... looks like it could fly through the air that's <laughs> that's where he's going it's that looks like my car I've got the same car. Sorry, I had to put that on. And they weren't Apaches, they were Cobras. Ah, uh, oh, fair not enough. To be, not, not to be an aircraft pedant. <laughs> I'm not an well, aircraft pedant the, much. You are an aircraft geek, and there is a fact here. You know what aircraft it is, right? No, I can't remember what aircraft it is. So it's a C-123, okay? So uh, an old sort of Air Force plane that was used, and you know. But interestingly, we were talking about the scene, and we showed a bit of the scene where, where it's like, you know, put the Bernie back in a box. He is in an under compartment 
which a C-123 does not have because it's not a very big plane. Uh, it's a bit of a TARDIS in this movie because it's got lots of hidden compartments and it's not. It's one big open space at the back of this plane. There's no sort of hidden under sort of, you know, cargo bits or anything. It's just one big pl uh, plane. But in, in this, um, it, it's a TARDIS. It's, it's definitely bigger on the inside. So there, there's a there's a there's a plain geeky fact for you. Um, okay, I couldn't remember what plane so, it was. I can remember the. I could draw it for you. I can draw its silhouette, but that's about it. Um, yeah. So you got that. You've got uh, what's he got? The Malkovich character. Yeah, the Malkovich character is the bad guy. You had lots of people sticking out. Had Vin Rames in it, who was the Diamond Dog. I can't remember his name. I have to bloody yeah, Diamond up. something. Diamond uh, Dog or something I, along those lines. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah, it was Diamond Dog. Dog. Yeah, you got Pimple was played by yes. James Steve Chappelle. You had uh, Rachel on who was in Total Recall, I think. Yes. yes. I remember that one. Um, Billy Bedlam, who was the arsehole who got killed after the, uh, the bunny incident. Uh, Danny Trejo was in it. Danny um, Trejo is interesting because there's some there's some facts around him because Danny Danny Trejo who who I love um, um, and as much as uh, my my opinion of the Flash has gone down I loved Danny Trejo in the Flash <laughs> he was really good in it but Danny Trejo I said when he when he took on this role he said I didn't really have to do much acting because did you know that Danny Trejo in the sixties nearly was on death row very nearly ended up on death row. Um, he went to prison for 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 some some dodgy crimes, but several of those crimes could have carried a death sentence. And wow. it was only by um, a stroke of luck that he 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 didn't. But there you go, Danny Trejo was a, was was at one point a hardened criminal. He kind of fucking looks it, but but then when you see him in sort of some of these roles he 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 looks hard but then he he, he can play the softy quite well as well i i, I like danny Trejo a lot actually um was it machete i love machete machete's a fucking brilliant film <laughs> um if you've never that's one of his best if you want to really kind of it's not necessarily a fast food film it's more of a it's very tongue-in-cheek but yeah, you should see the original Machete. Machete. It's 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 a it's a it's a good film. It's a, it's a bit arty, but it's funny. Um, so yes, that that's that's my facts for Danny Trejo. There's uh, there's there's a few faces in it, but yeah, I mean Malkovich and Dave Chappelle. I was surprised about by, by Dave Chappelle because I've seen him in other things, but I've forgotten that he was in this. Um, and uh, he's not in it for very long. <laughs> It doesn't last very long. Um, but yes, yeah, so that, that's kind of all of my facts that I've got around this. I, I, I spent quite a while trying to find things, but a lot of things weren't all that interesting. Um, yeah, well, but yes. I think it's, it was one of those, you definitely put, you definitely file it alongside The Rock. It's one yeah. of those ones that does get files. If you, if you were putting together films, clumping them together, you'd have that, The Rock. Um, Bad Boys. Well, this the was boys. the year. Bad boy, Bad Boys. Yeah, the original. Um, yeah. This came out. This. I mean, this came out the, the the year the year after The Rock, and that was our last film. Um, we're 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 going to go back to the the sci-fi roots for our next one. Now, 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 Nigel's watching. 
So uh, Gareth doesn't know this yet, but I, I have decided on what we're going to do next. Um, I, I will give you a little hint, Nige. It's that thing that they go through to go to another planet, Nige. You know, <laughs> that, 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 that gate that takes you to other stars. <laughs> that's the next okay. that's the next fast film movie. and I've all, I've got shit like around that film oh yeah um that's all that, that that that's my hint for the next one that we will be doing because it's kind of a fast food film but it's probably one of my favorites it's, it's not quite Independence Day but um it, it's still one of my favorites but yes I mean I'm trying to think if there's anything else to cover really with Conair because I mean, the ending is so unbelievably cheesy with that Leanne Rhymes song playing. How can I? And, yeah, and he meets his Ow. daughter and he gives her the rabbit. I mean, seriously, I'm not lying, right? The amount of cheese in this, seriously, you could supply the Cheesecake Factory for a year. You could. See, it's funny because I've got a feeling, yeah, that, that Nigel's has definitely seen this film just through the, some of the comments that he's uh, he's been putting on the uh, on the chat. <laughs> So yes, it's like has. kind of, um, he's using our, our, our old our old channel and nicked his car. Um, uh, the, yeah, the artist formerly any... known as Gaming Facebook. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I can't get to the new comments because there's a couple of other comments on there I can't see. But uh, yeah, uh, he put it's... this one, which yeah, yes, Nigel, that we we mentioned this line. <laughs> We mentioned this. Oh, it's one of my favorite. Why, why couldn't he just put the Bernie back it, in the uh, box? It is one of those. It is one of those films where you, you do it. It's quite a simple. It's a, it's a it's a heist mixed with on the run. <laughs> well, sorry, heist elements mixed with on the run, kind of <laughs> that kind of chase film. I'm just creasing up about that comment. <laughs> I'm just remembering. I just remember that podcast. Every time I hear that podcast, every bloody time. <laughs> um, I, I I watched it. I, as I said, right? I, I I watched the film. I try and watch them the film about a day or two before we do this, so that I can refresh myself. And I haven't seen Conair for a long time. But uh, um, Duncan and Alex were were sort of adamant that Conair should be on there, and it is a very Alex film. It is a, it is it is a geezer's film. Um, but I've forgotten how much I did love this film, and how many times you know every time I hear something about the bunny, it's like <laughs> make a move or the bunny gets it. Uh, I'd forgotten what th that that line had come from this film, and then you should have put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> Anything around that bunny makes me giggle. Um, and that was uh, actually there is a fact around that. That was Cage's idea. Um, that didn't come from the writers or the director. The whole bunny thing was Cage's idea. Um, and and this is the thing, right? I mean, Nick Cage gets a lot of fucking grief, especially in his like sort of latter movies. And yeah, okay, a lot of his latter movies haven't been good. But the thing I love about Nick Cage is he does what he fucking uh, likes and he doesn't give a shit what people think. He he overacts. I mean, it, it it is exquisite acting at times, especially in this film. I mean, by God, is that accent dodgy. But you can't help but love Cage. You you you, you know, and and we mentioned this last week in the or the the other week in the rock. Him being cast as Joe Exotic is fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, um, yes. I was totally not interested, right? 
totally not interested in anything. I thought, oh God, why you're just jumping on the bandwagon of the, you know, of this. But the minute I heard that Cage was playing Joe Exotic, I was like, I'm in, take my fucking money. I want to see that. I will watch that shit (laughs) purely for Cage. It's like, no, in fact, I think the the, the more hammy his performance, the better. (laughs) You see, I mean, I I secretly love the National Treasure movies purely because it's Nick Cage. (laughs) I love Nick Cage. Um, Yeah. I mean, a lot of our fast food movies, I think, are going to be caged because at some point we're going to have to do Face Off as well. We're going to have to do Face Off because that is... Yeah. I mean, I agree. Your brother suggested that, but that was on my list. That was on my list. I admit Conair wasn't, but I'm glad that we put it on there because I'd forgotten how much I um, I actually enjoyed this movie the first time around. It is a great escapist movie. It's got dodgy accents. It's got fucking ham-fisted acting. It's got, um, you know, big fucking explosions. Um, it's got everything a fast food movie should have. Um, and I, as I said at the beginning of this, this, this stream, it is probably one of the, it's certainly the most fast foody movie we've done so far. You got, uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. There's like a, there's like a, there's like a, a band of them. I just what I find really funny is that we usually talk about stuff and Nigel knows nothing about it. And looking at the comments, Nigel, Nigel, have <laughs> known quite a bit about this one. <laughs> First Nigel. time, a Stargate joke example. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm just going to check and make sure that the fucking sky hasn't changed fucking colours or something, or we've got a blue moon. Hang on, because <laughs> Nigel knowing what the fuck we're talking about, <laughs> something in the universe is fucking gone a bit fucking dodgy. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, I love Connor. It's, it's just it, you don't have to think. It's not it's not Shakespeare. Anything. I can oh, no. just sit down, veg out, it, enjoy. You, you've got very sort of like good guys versus bad guys. A bit a bit like Independence Day. I mean, it's a bit more grown up. The, there's, there's a bit more swearing in this film. Um, but yes, the, the bad guys are the bad guys. Although Steve Buscemi... <laughs> I mean, you know, he, may, he comes out with a line where he go, he, he says he, he killed a girl and wore her, fa- her, 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 her face as a mask as he drove down in a motorway. He says that hat, line I in the... Yeah, ahead as a hat in that film. But then you kind of see him with that little girl and, and 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 it really does make you think, oh, something really bad is about to happen here. And it doesn't because you don't see the little girl waving off the thing. And, and uh, you know, he's got the, he's got the fucking Ken doll that she gave him. The Barbie um, Ken doll. Yeah. The, well, he, he has the Ken doll. He has the Ken doll in his hand. Does he have the Ken doll? Sure, the um, Barbie. Yeah, no, it was the Kendall. He he had the Kendall. She had the uh, had the Barbie. Um, so my thing with 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 um, uh, what's his mission escaping at the end? Steve Buscemi's character, Garland Green or Grayson or whatever his name was, <laughs> escaping at the end was the only reason that he escaped at the end because unlike the other prisoners, he was the only one that was actually reformed. Well, you see, I several people have said that. And it's interesting that you say that. It you, you could be right. Because arguably, again, I mean, this was made in '97, so this was prior to the, the 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 Hannibal book and then Hannibal movie being made. Um, and you could argue that in that that Hannibal is slightly redeemed in that, but I still think it's a it, it, it feels like a nod to Hannibal. But you could be right; he could be redeemed because he seems to be less bonkers by that point and. 
seems to be getting good luck as well. So yes, no, I I can see your point. I found I found several people sort of posing that argument that he was sort of redeemed, which I suppose he was. He didn't kill the little girl. The little girl waves him off, and you know he takes the can. So yeah, no, no, I can see that. Yeah, I can. He doesn't. He which doesn't. Kind of makes me. He doesn't indulge either way, helping the good guys or the bad guys. He's just sitting there quite passively, saying, "Well, if it's going to happen, it's, it's going to happen." Like the plane's going to crash yep. and they're all freaking out, and he's singing there, singing. It's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah, I love that bit. Yes, no, he's singing the whole world. He's having a barbie good... in that scene. I'm sure it's a Kendall. I'm sure it's a Kendall. Um, I, I, I you might know. be right. I mean, it makes can... sense from a from a perspective that he would have the Kendall and she would have the Barbie doll. Um, Funny enough, I have it. I will. I will check. Um, uh, talk, talk amongst yourself. Ah! Talk amongst ourselves. We've lost Nige, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's. Yeah. I loved it. It was good. Um, I, I'm surprised John Cusack and the others didn't like it. I can understand if it's shit filming and not having a script because certain actors really can't stand not having a script. They need the structure for it to work. Um, it, so yes, uh, it's a Kendall. It's a Kendall. It's a, Ken- it's a Kendall. He's, he's holding the Kendall. Um, that's a, um, she had the Barbie. No, how the fuck do you know so much about this film? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't see the comments. The comments are frozen on mine. Uh, it, it, Nigel said, um, there you go. Uh, no, she eats the cane doll. I've just, uh, I've just, uh, just played it back because I've got the film downloaded. So I uh, I just played it back and I had the extended edition as well because it's an extended version. Uh, probably got like two minutes of extra footage in it. Um, there's not there's not much around it. Um, All right, let's let's but, wrap uh, it up here. And uh... yes, I think we should. That was uh, so. Yes, Conair. Uh, I I don't know if it's available for streaming, but um, you can it, it buy it on Amazon Prime at the moment and on Apple. It's not awesome available in the UK for streaming for free, unfortunately. Well, it is well worth a watch. If again, another escapist film. Um, it's 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 kind of very much a, an action adventure film, um, as you probably guessed. But you know, it's got its moments. It's got fucking brilliant uh, lines in it. Um, yeah, it's a great film, and you have to watch it because Nigel knows about this film. And and if you listen to our podcast, you know that Nigel knows. Fuck all about films. No offense, Nigel. <laughs> but fucking, for some reason, the moon outside has turned blue, and Nigel knows probably more about this fucking film than we do. <laughs> so, on, anyway. I think on that note, we should say goodbye. Yes. Well, thank you for watching, and uh, we'll be back uh, in two weeks with another one. And I think you know what it is, but we will uh, we will talk about it then. Um, it's the anyway. big brown thing, you know. They go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go through this this thing. It was called Stargate, but 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 what was it called? What was that movie called, Nige? Anyway, on that note, bye bye. Bye bye.